enlightening conversation today about Navy and the triple option. Really topical ahead of Saturday's game between Army and Navy. Good morning. It is Thursday, November 9th. You're listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Trey Scott. In just one minute, Blake Brockermeyer, College Football Analyst for 24-7 Sports, will be joining us to talk about that aforementioned Navy article he wrote up today on 24-7 Sports. Game planning for Navy and the triple option was a total nightmare is what Blake writes. Blake was on the staff of SMU's football team in 2018, and he was in charge of uh, one of the people in charge of preparing the players for facing Navy. And it's funny the links they went to get ready for Navy and they woke up and even on, even in March or April, they were thinking about stopping Navy. SMU had, had lost, I believe, 10 of the last 11, yeah, 11 of the last 12 meetings to Navy when Blake got there. SMU got that win in 2018 uh, and they really, they really worked for it. So we had, a, we had a fun time talking about that and go check out that piece up on 247sports.com. Before we do that, just one big announcement. We're all really excited at 247 Sports about uh, two new rankings products that we rolled out on Wednesday. So you know that like with signing day coming up, you're always going to be checking the team class rankings. You're, oh, you know, did my school jump in the top 10? Who's number one? Blah, 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 blah. So we obviously still have that. And that's, the, that's now the recruit team rankings. Two new additions, though, to keep up with the times, the transfer portal times. We have the transfer team rankings, a similar algorithm to the recruit team rankings, but just for transfer players. And we've been grading a ton of them at 24-7 Sports. Clint Brewster and those guys have rated at least 300 players so far. And by the way, trivia question, trivia answer. USF, as I record this on Wednesday afternoon, has the number one transfer class in college football. Six commits with an average of 82 as their rating. That will change in the next few weeks. The really cool though, the really cool formula is the overall team rankings, which is a blend, like a a nice fine wine, a blend between the recruit and the transfer rankings to spit out the best, most pure class ranking in college sports. This is something we've been working on all summer. We know that recruit rankings, as far as on signing day goes, they're not accurate if if people are only going to be taking 12 to 15 high schoolers a class and 10 transfer portal kids. We had to figure out a way to accommodate those transfer heavy classes. And this is our answer to that. So go check that out as well on 247sports.com. All right, here's Blake Brockermeyer. All right, Blake Brockermeyer joins us as promised. Blake, in the story you have up on 247sports.com, you kind of mentioned that a lot of people think stopping Navy should be relatively simpler, you know, stopping any of these triple option service academies. You're right. Like when I watch them play, I'm like, just just put nine guys in the box. Just play the run. And you're you're telling me you're like, nah, man. When we heard SMU, we we woke up thinking about the triple option. Yeah, it's really a problem because athletically and by all 22 positions on the field, I would say 21 for sure. You probably have better players than they do at every position. You know, they had Malcolm Perry, which he was better than anyone that we had. But for the most part, you know, mano y mano, you're better than they are. But it just creates a big problem because it's something that you don't see very often. It's not something that you think about during the course of of a, quote, normal season versus normal teams. It's just a completely different look and you have to prepare for it completely differently than you would, you know, against anybody else. And it just causes a ton of headaches because of the, you just have to be so disciplined because football, you have to be disciplined anyway, but against these guys, you have to be on point on every single assignment rule. Who's got the pitch, who's got the alley, all that kind of stuff. Because if you're not, then they get you. 
So to set the stage, Navy had, uh, when, when you were at SMU in 2018, Navy had won 11 of the last 12. And so this, your, your coaching staff, the staff you were on, I think a few things stand out for me as really funny. First of all, you devoted two of the 15 spring practices to Navy and your defensive coordinator flew out West to meet with a coach who had had some success almost a decade earlier in slowing down the triple option. And you got some tips there. And then you also, the film situation, Blake, explain to me without you know getting anybody in trouble. So do, do college schools have, it's a um, like, okay, if, if I'm playing you this week, do I request film from you and you give it to me or is it public or what? Yeah, I mean, you have to share film with, it's like a conference rule that you're sharing film and all of the film from every single team uh, in your conference is up. It, obviously, if you're playing someone that season, you share it. But, you know, we kind of, you, you can read in the story, but we went we went back in the archives and I don't even remember how we found this out, but there was a coach out West that had had some success against these guys and legitimate success. And one of our coaches someone that knew someone and he called him up and he flew out west and met with him and we kind of came up with our game plan after meeting with him i mean we obviously we had an idea of kind of what we wanted to do but i think it just made everybody feel better knowing that yeah this is exactly what we did this is what they do this is what they you know this is how they attack you and just a lot of you know kind of intricate details that maybe you don't know until you until you know and you wanted film from like 10 years earlier, right? Or something like that. And yeah, Navy, it was, Navy, it was, Navy wasn't it was playing early, ball. It was early 2010s. And uh, so I can't remember the exact story, but kind of the, the story going around the office was, is it was kind of a Navy did not want this tape released and they had agreed with the school that they had played to not share it with anyone. But you know how it is in college football. You can pretty much get information from someone somehow, some way. If there's a will, there's a way. So we had some contacts at other schools that were able to get it and send it to us. And uh, we scoured through that. And uh, it was obviously a different team and different personnel, but it was it was funny because it was literally the exact same place, <laughs> the exact same stuff that they were doing. Just the personnel was different. Well, spoiler alert, you know, SMU ends up finally beating Navy in 2018. And, and this article dives into just how much detail and planning and strategy went into that win. Blake, I got a kick out too. Uh, I got a kick out of the the wristband situation. And you made a great point. Like these service academies, not only do they have massive staffs, they can steal your signals. And that's, we're not like, we're not hating on them for doing that. You know, Brent Venables does it. It's, it's a, it's an open thing in college football, but so not only do they have this massive staff, but they're the freaking Navy. Like they're going to be really good at doing that. So you guys created wristbands. Is that right? And changed them up frequently. Yeah. So, you know, we, 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 we weren't very good about changing up our signals and, you know, every team's got a couple of guys that signal. And so pretty easy to figure out kind of who the live guy is and who's not, in my opinion, but you know, the the kind of the, you know, there was a lot of guys on our staff and the support staff that had been there even before the then new staff had been in there. And so they, they were kind of going through a lot of the history of the game and how Navy had just absolutely annihilated them 
over the years and just dominated the series and how they were doing it. And, you know, they had mentioned that, you know, these guys are expert signal stealers. They have extra coaches. They have, you know, they're obviously, like you said, they're, you know, this is their, you know, this is their job is to decipher signals and steal signals and stuff like that. So kind of the, you know, we, we were very paranoid about it. So this was the only game that we actually made wristbands up. And so each quarter we would have a new wristband. And so we had a quarter one, two, we had four bags of wristbands. And so we would change out the wristbands each quarter and the game plan defensively was not overly complicated just because it's, you know, you kind of, you, you, you kind of know what you're going to get, but, uh, but we did, we did feel good about it. I don't, we don't know for sure if they stole it or not. Like there's some games where after the game, you'll get a text from a coach from the other team and said, yeah, we got your signals real early. So really it's, it's kind of, oh, yeah, it's a funny, it's a funny world. I, I still to this day have no idea why the, NFL communication system is not in play in college football. I know it costs money and this and that, but like the the quarterback talking to the, yeah, the quarterback and the you know usually it's a middle linebacker, one yeah. of the linebackers that gets that the you know the coach can talk to you during the game. But it's just funny to me how that's still in college football is such a thing, and it's a it's a real thing. It's a there's some schools that are that are really good at it. Well, real quick though, how does the wristbands work? Like I, I could signal one from the sideline and you look down and see what one is on your wristband and you just do that. Yeah, I can't remember exactly how we did it. I think, you know, we had multiple, we had the same call down a, a few different times on the wristband. So it wasn't just like we, you know, we pointed to, I think we pointed to a body part and maybe gave like a, a, a one through five or something like that. But uh, there was, you know, dummy signals, there's multiple signals and, you know, there's auto checks to certain things that they do. If they get in a, you know, some sort of unique formation, then you have auto checks to that. Navy does a lot of tackle over where we called it Tover. And so, you know, we had certain checks to that. If they got in the shotgun, we had auto checks to that. So there's some things that you just check to no matter what, but it was it was pretty simple system and you know looking back on it we probably should have done it more because i know we had a lot of games where we you know it, once they know your coverage you're done i mean they'll just pick you apart not uh, navy not yeah. navy but a, you know normal <laughs> a normal team this is my last like non-technical question and then we're going to like try to wade into the waters for a minute or two on like literally the triple option and what what everyone can expect this weekend when navy plays army i got a kick out of the the part in the article blake like where you're coaching the scout team and i can imagine that's as you said it's already stressful because you're coaching up the kids who are given the guys who are actually playing on saturday the looks so you can get yelled at on a normal week but when it's triple option week blake you said that Everyone was kind of in a bad mood. For some reason, the, the the scout team work for triple option is 10 times more stressful. Like I remember just counting down the days until the the, the week was over with because you know you got your whole your whole team. None of these guys had run the triple option in high school. You know, we've got coaches playing quarterback uh that are that are you know really good athletes and it's just a really hard look that every I mean literally every single thing that they do offensive line wise is the opposite of what a normal you know quote normal team does. I mean they you know usually or not usually but I mean I've 
still yet to see this in college, but a left tackle is going to put his left hand down on the ground. A right tackle is going to put his right hand down on the ground. Navy and Army and Air Force, they do the opposite. You know, they take extra big splits. You know, everybody now takes foot-to-foot splits pretty much. I mean, the splits these days are so tight. So just everything they do, it's about getting angles, about getting to the second level. You know, they're undersized. They're firing off the ball. They play with great leverage. And it's just, it's a really difficult look to duplicate in practice with guys that aren't used to doing that. I love a former offensive lineman going splits these days, like a guy going, a normal person going kids these days. It's just not what it used to be. Tell me the most important thing to stopping the triple option. Um, And I know that that sounds that's making it basic, you know, the the technical things that you have in the story, like an insane amount of detail and, and words that I had, you know, never heard of. But at the end of the day, what does it come down to? Well, it, it comes down to the thing you have to identify first all is who is the most dangerous person with the ball. Because, you know, the triple option, you've got the quarterback who is generally the most important person because he touches the ball on every play. You've got a fullback who, if they're elite, can pose a huge problem because of the veer and the dive. You know, if they're if they're clipping you at five, six, seven yards a clip on a dive or veer, you know, that's a big problem. And then, you know, the wings, you know, their wings are very unique. So they they motion, they reverse pivot, they, you know, they do a lot of things that you think you've got to beat on them and then they do the opposite. So uh, you got to identify who do you not want to beat you? And you try to take that away from them. But then you also have to play, you know, great alignment key and, you know, run responsibility on every single play, because if you don't do the right thing, then they're going to get you. And so, you know, they attack you. They attack certain runs. I mean, this article, I basically talked about only running game. They do throw the ball some and they did score on us actually. throwing. Are you worried about the throw? Like, are you like what percentage of you? No, you're worried about the throw, but you got to stop the run. I mean. If Navy beats you throwing the ball, then hats off to them. You know, like that's that's good on you. But if you don't stop the run, they will do what the Patriots did on Monday Night Football and just run yes. the ball the entire game on you. So you have to stop the run. You know, I, I, and and you'll see in the article they they run certain plays to the three technique and certain plays to the nose guard, and it's a really just the way you practice it is you work a, a, a thousand reps of half line drills into each look and but it, it's a tough it's a tough out and you got and you can't let them get more than a couple of yards on first down because you know they'll go for it on fourth down the entire game and I, I wrote in the article our first year playing them at SMU the first drive of the game there was almost two minutes into the second quarter until we got the ball. I mean, they had the ball the entire first quarter and a couple of plays into the, the second quarter on a fourth down, they went for on the goal line and scored. So, I mean, they that's will, exhausting. Yeah, they, they will bleed you. And I, I remember looking at one of my my buddies on the sideline. I said, this game might be over with in like an hour. So, but it was crazy. But uh, so they will bleed you to death. You got to stop, you know, obviously you got to stop the run. And you just pray that a Malcolm Perry is not, the trigger man for for the triple option because that guy was elite and literally the second year i'm not joking beat us all by himself and our entire game plan was designed just to stop him and we did most of the game but you know four or five times you don't stop him that's you know a big player a touchdown that I mean you'll lose the game 
it seems like the years those guys are those teams are really good. It's when they got that unstoppable quarterback, you know, Keenan Reynolds before Malcolm Perry. So Army versus Navy, last question for you, Blake. These two teams, they do this, like this is what their offenses do. So their defenses see it in practice a lot. You know, when you're a defense that knows what the other team's doing, does it just come down to who has the better quarterback? Or you know, does it come back to you know a normal football game? It's just who has the most talent? Like, can you trick somebody who sees this a thousand times a season anyway? Yeah, I mean, I think I mean you can definitely trick them. I mean, you can run a trick play. I mean, I, I know I know they ran a reverse against us one year and scored. I mean, you can run all, they'll, they'll run all that kind of stuff too. But I think it just it, it, it becomes more of a normal football game. I mean, who can get a stop? I mean, it, it becomes the same rules. Who can can you stop them on first and second down where they're not getting three four yards a clip and you know, a, a creating a huge turnover. And then both of these teams are going to go for it on fourth down. So, you know, can you get a key fourth down stop in the red zone? Can you, you know, can you create a turnover? Can you get a stop? Can you steal a possession? I mean, it's just, to me, it becomes just normal football at that point because, you know, both these teams obviously know each other really well and they see the same stuff every day. So it just becomes a, a great football game and it's just such a great tradition to, to, you know, it's only game on. So it's, it's, it's fun for you know, the country to see, you know, two, you know, two elite, you know, schools and, and our military, you know, playing and sacrificing on the field. Cause what you, I mean, I think people realize it but until you really think about it. I mean, these kids are going to school, they're working out, they're going to practice. They've got all their extra military stuff that they do. I mean, these guys are true heroes doing that. I mean, it's amazing the sacrifice that they that they go through just to play football. And they're pretty good at it usually. So that's what it, it's just a it's a cool game. Okay, go follow Blake on Twitter at B Brockermeyer FW. Really good stuff from him. Fun time talking. Go check out that article. Go check out all the other great content we have at 247sports.com. Enjoy your Thursday. We'll have a good Friday episode for you tomorrow on the College Football Daily.